Hey, thanks for listening to the Amlin in the Mix podcast. Here you will find all the latest in music technology, software and hardware, interviews and more. Also, don't forget to check out the Amlin in the Mix YouTube channel today. Now, let's get into the podcast. I used to think of my life as a trap star. I used to think of my life as a trap star. Record on the beat, put it on the needle. Record on the beat. Hey, and welcome back to the Emlyn in the Mix podcast, season three, episode seventeen. We are powering through the year as we head closer to NAM, the National Association of Music Merchants. Yes. I break down the acronyms for you guys if you don't know what that is. NAM is a massive music conference, music technology and music gear conference with live shows and new gear drops that is coming back this year after two years of hiatus, actually one year. They did have it in 2020. 2021 was cancelled due to the pandemic, but it is back and it's coming at a different time of year. It usually starts in January, but we're having it in June this year. So there's a lot of drops, a lot of sort of different things happening at this time of year I've noticed and if you're watching uh, the podcast Summercast on YouTube of course if you're watching you can see I'm in my Roland full Roland get up today because we're celebrating an amazing hardware drop from Roland the brand new Juno X update looks really exciting we're going to talk about that and discuss that towards the end of this podcast but stick around because there's so much to get through so many cool things to talk about that's happened in the last week in music technology I hope you've had an amazing creative week whatever you've been doing now if this is your first time to the podcast what is this podcast about yes it is about music technology music gear software and hardware if you like that sort of thing then you've come to the right place now please leave a like if you're watching on youtube it definitely helps out the algorithm algorithm for other people to check out this video if they're into this sort of thing and make sure to leave a comment on all the stuff we covered today because I I love hearing your feedback and your thoughts. It it definitely helps the community knowing what you're thinking or, you know, can you can share your views and your your viewpoints matter. Definitely leave them in the comment section below. I check them all out as well. And for those of you who are regular listeners, thank you for coming back week to week. You know the drill. I think we just get stuck straight into what has been happening, what is out there, what is new, and hopefully this inspires you. I mean, that's what this podcast is about. It's about inspiration. No affiliate links today, uh, sadly, but you know what? I'll let you know when there is an affiliate link. So, no kickback for me today. So, I'm just going to be going hard as an MF today. (laughs) No, not really. I'm just going to share my thoughts as I usually do. Let's get stuck straight into it. All right. So, the first thing here is learning since. This is really cool. So, Ableton Live, this is apparently this page was around before. I didn't even know about it, but this is a freaking good page if you want to learn about how synthesizers actually just make sound. And if you want to learn about the terminology that synthesizers have and synthesizer nerds use, this is the best website to get up to speed to know all the words so you can be a synth nerd at the next party and discuss synthesizers. (laughs) So... What is, let's just have a quick look. So I've got the page up here behind me and you can see, I'm just going to pop this over here a little bit. So you can see that you've got, you know, it, it tells you basically how since sort of changed their sound. Let me just play this back. It actually plays, it's got a software synthesizer built in, embedded into the web page. This is pretty cool. So let me just play this back for you here. So 
So we've got an XY part up on the screen here. When I move it around, you can hear it's making different sounds. And yeah, it's just a cool way to learn about the different terminology, like here, amplitude, turning it up and down, and pitch. It covers everything. It covers all the way to LFOs, modulation, that sort of thing, movements, playing with amp. So it's showing you how you can combine because synthesis is primarily it's the combination of sounds, right? So you've got amplitude and pitch, the two being combined at once. And then probably the best new features, I've taken a screenshot here from the email. If we pop this up here, so what is new so they've added some new features to learning since a uh, free interactive website which helps you learn the fundamentals of synthesis. You can now continue shaping your sounds in live. This is new, capture up to 60 seconds of audio and use an XY pad to experiment with new sound combinations like we just did then. And other improvements include language support in Portuguese, Turkish and Finnish and dark mode is supported. It is super fun to actually just learn and just explore how synthesizers work. And that is learningsynths.ableton.com. Check it out. It's a free soft synth in your web browser. All right, let's move along with some new news here coming from Korg. It is the KA Pro Iconic Suite Supreme Cello. It's a new sound expansion library for Korg module. So if you have Korg module or if you don't have Korg module, I believe Korg module is free anyway, you could check out the demo of this and it is now available. So Korg module is a high quality sound module app for iOS featuring a professional sound library, including a stunning high quality piano along with a wide range of other sound engines and the latest version of Korg module is now available and features a new expansion sound library from KA Pro's iconic suite Supreme Cello made famous on the Nautilus Kronos and now an option for Korg module. And you can also use your expansion pack library via the Glasgow gadget. So if you have the gadgets called gadgets, the Glasgow gadget in Korg gadget too. And by using module as an AUV3, that's the that's just Basically, if you know what the plugin terminology is, like plugin software plugins, you know, you've got AU plugins, you've got VST3 plugins, you've got VST plugins, and so forth. AUV3 is basically the plugin for your iOS device, okay? So the plugin indoor software such as GarageBand, so you can add a plugin to GarageBand on your iPad to add more variety to your music production, and you can try it out free for seven days. If this is your kettle of fish, if you like this sort of sound, you're going to love the Korg module's iconic suites. Let's have a quick listen back. Here we go. Sounds ridiculous, like, sounds so real. That is actually amazing. Like, imagine if you showed someone that you made that on your iPad. Like, they... No. You just... That's ridiculous how good that sounds. That is the Korg Iconic Suite Supreme Cello. 
and it sounds legit like i just don't know how they're doing this now like how is it possible they're sampling that and then you can perform it sounds so real check it out it's free if you have an ipad or an iphone it is a no-brainer. Sorry, Android users. All right, let's move along to the next piece of news. I thought this was a very interesting article. It's the blog.pioneerdj.com. This is super interesting. I'm just going to read the first few paragraphs here. Love your thoughts in the comment section below what you think of this. Virtual clubs are here to stay. Did you even know that virtual clubs were a thing? Because I sort of had heard about it, but I didn't think it was an actual, like, a proper thing. Check this out, because recently there was a party, an online virtual party that had 7,000 attendees, and it's quite interesting because we're, you know, coming out of lockdown now, there's no reason to continue having these virtual online parties, but it looks like they're here to stay. Let me just read this article back because I'd love your feedback and thoughts on this. So, this is coming from the blog.pioneerdj.com, and you can continue reading on if you like after this podcast go check it out if this interests you so here we go the party starts at midnight sharp eager ravers rush through the club's glossy foyer to catch the first set i follow downstairs to a corridor of pulsating pink lights drawing us forward a wormhole to the dance floor dimension the edm and dubstep star slushy is on the decks working through a rowdy selection of pop edits sugar rush melodies and thundering bass drops around me on the dance floor a punk with a mohawk a witch with glowing hands a humanoid dog with generous cleavage and a fleet of anime girls a stick of butter moonwalks on a speak slack together we dance this is tube vr one of the hottest parties on the social virtual reality platform vr chat and this particular event check this out broke records for the platform the most attendees at a user created event with 7,000 viewers split across Twitch and VR chat. That's huge. At the height of the pandemic, this type of story was common as lockdowns forced many elements of daily life online from businesses to socializing. Virtual clubs emerged as an antidote to isolation and cabin fever. They offered a lifeline for people by simulating the community and musical thrills of the club. Yet today, the pandemic is waning and clubs are open again in many parts of the world. People are sick of interacting through screens. They want the real thing so why did last month's tube party set a record attendance and why are virtual parties continuing to flourish and evolve this is the big question so any clubber could imagine the crucial features of a party that is that are lost when you go virtual you can hear the music but you can't feel the bass thumping through your ribs you can see the crowd but you can't feel the pressing up against your body there are no smells no taste no touch you lose the feeling that you're all responding to the music together in a moment of communion the harmony of minds and bodies that make the best club nights feel like a religious experience yet while most is lost new possibilities are also unlocked in virtual parties featuring which could never be possible in real life they are not just pale in imitations of the real thing. Some promoters, sh- some promoters of digital events want to stay online to co- cultivate the virtual space, not as a replacement for physical clubs, but rather as an alternative than can give you something completely new to the club music world. So, yeah, this is a super interesting article. I'm not going to continue reading on from there, but you kind of get the gist of where this article is going. And the fact that they had 7,000 attendees at that virtual rave or club night is actually quite phenomenal do you think that this is a future thing this is definitely going to be around because i i sort of do i can sort of see you know i can sort of see people wanting to do this but also 
I feel like the real thing, the physical club will also still continue to be around. This is such an interesting, if you're looking here on YouTube, this picture, you got these two anime girls around this, I guess his name's Slushy, this DJ's sort of like one eye and I don't know what's going on there. Anyway, you can be whatever avatar you want. You can be something trippy and I guess that appeals to people and being able to be in a virtual world and just sort of have fun. I hope this sort of thing is moderated as well. I guess it must be because if you're having that many attendees, and people are promoting it and there's probably money involved and that sort of thing that you want to make sure that it has moderators but if you're into that sort of thing definitely worth checking out is this the future of nightclubbing and partying or is this just something alternative on the side as it says in this article go check the article out though if that interests you because i thought that was fascinating and definitely wanted to cover it here on the podcast next thing here i wanted to talk about is from musictech.com and the this is a really good article we already spoke about the Cyber rise which got released not long ago Cyber rise 2 and there's a really good write-up here from music tech just quickly, I'll read the first couple of paragraphs here. So, Rolly released the first Seabot in 2009 and the Seabot Rise in 2015, two advanced MIDI controllers that took a totally new approach to performance and control, harnessing the power of the then-fledging MIDI polyphonic expression, or MPE, as we are calling it, standard that provides five dimensions of physical control rather than the simple keyboard key presses of regular MIDI keyboards. The Seabot found high-profile users in hands AR Raman and Will I Am, among many others. And then the company underwent changes in 2021 and re emerged as Rolly Luminary, developing the Lumi system to help budding musicians learn keyboard ski- skills. Now, actually, I've got one of the Rolly Lumis here, just in case if you want to know or see how it looks. It's a really cool piece of gear. It has MP functionality inside and also. Uh, you can get the rolly blocks, which I don't have here, but they connect to this and it like you can it does help you can either learn or you can just use it as a MIDI controller with MP. It's actually freaking cool. And so Rolly uh, did be- emerge as Rolly Luminary developing those Lumi systems to help budding musicians learn keyboard skills. And now Rolly has returned to the fray with a brand new version of a Seaboard, a refined and expanded hardware unit backed up by some serious software. Founder Roland Lamb believes this is to help to cement MP as a technology that will play a pivotal role in everyone's music making for years to come. Definitely worth... This is definitely a piece of hardware for 2022. I dare say... They probably wanted to release this earlier, but due to the pandemic and such things that had to get delayed. But more or less, this article is really good because it really goes over what actually is new about it because I, you know, from my understanding, I didn't fully know. I don't have one here that I can compare even to an older one or something like that. But I'll just quickly read this last bit about what's new with the Rolly Super Rise 2. So Rolly has left the 25 key version in the past and not doing that one anymore and decided that the 49 key is the perfect for creativity and portability that size. And the instrument now has a burnt burnished platinum blue aluminium chassis as opposed to the simple black of its predecessor and while it retains an internal battery for eight hours of use the old power socket and usb ports are now replaced by a single usb-c port that handles all of the power and data needs that's pretty cool and you also get a 3.5 millimeter midi port for connecting to the ever increasing number of midi triggered hardware synthesizers that have come to occupy our studios you know there's a little the little midi things it's not the five pin din anymore it's the 
tiny things. <laughs> and like if you think of the Roland Boutique series or any of that, basically all the little heart, even my uh, Uno drum has the little MIDI thing in there. Anyway, a pedal input for yet another layer of control. Super Rise 2 retains the touch fader. Hardware controls a MIDI over Bluetooth functionality from its predecessor. Yeah, I think this is really cool. If you want to learn sort of more, check out the article on musictech.com where they're covering pretty much all the new uh, features of the Rise 2. No uh, particular sort of review in terms of score or anything yet from Music Tech. They do pretty good hardware scores and reviews. But this is just more or less an overview, and we did cover it on its release here on the podcast just a, I think it was about a month ago now. As we roll along to the end, we're coming into May. Can you believe it? Amazing. Anyway, SIBO Rise 2 looks really cool. Look, I, could it be the hardware for 2022? Could it be everything it's cracked up to be? I know people are still waiting to get these in their hands, but definitely keep your eye out, and I'd love to see the first reviews rolling in on this piece of hardware. All right, next piece of news. Now we get to the rolling stuff. Now we get to celebrate why I'm wearing the rolling gear today. I'm totally rolling get up, and... Jupiter X here, you can see I've got Jupiter X in the background. Well, the Jupiter X has had a refresher with its engine update. Now, if we have a look here, so the next evolution of Roland Classic is here. The new model Jupiter X sound engine for Jupiter X and XM synthesizers breathed breathes new life into the vintage Jupiter 8, bringing classic analog sounds into the future with increased capabilities and creation options. This unique sound engine is now loaded in Jupiter X XM since for free as part of the Jupiter X XM version 3.0 update. And this is not just a version update. Check out what you actually get. I don't know how they managed to expand upon those because the Jupiter X and XM have been around for a while, right? They're uh, what is that now? I, I, I even feel like the Jupiter X has been around for at least 10 years. I could be wrong. Quote me if I'm wrong. Jupiter XM, maybe a bit newer, but Jupiter X feels like 2012, but I could be totally wrong on that. Anyway, the new model Jupiter X sound engine features, check this out, four oscillators, new waveform types, 512 scenes and user tones and more. And with the combination of the Zencore synthesis system and the model Jupiter X sound engine, you'll have limitless sonic possibilities at your fingertips. I love companies that revive old hardware. I freaking love this. I think this is the coolest thing. I know Native Instruments do a good job at this. Like last year, they released some software that just made the machine jam, which was almost like a redundant piece of hardware no one's using. They're totally like you know, hard to get and rare and they just breathed new life. They didn't have to, but they breathed new life by the R&D just went out there, created some new software to got that machine jam to work perfectly and harmoniously with the new machine plus system. Like that was just for me, that was a dream come true because I love, I actually like the machine jam. I think it's an incredible piece of hardware like the for machine, if you if you're a machine user, then the machine jam is amazing. Like, I think if you're a machine user and you like Ableton Live, sorry, the machine jam is perfect because you get that workflow in the machine workspace. Anyway, I digress. I'm just more or less saying that I really like it when companies, especially these bigger, you know, more big tech companies, not big tech, but they're the big music tech companies like your Rollins and stuff. Somehow they've managed to expand upon an older 
synthesizer, which has been out for a while now, and breathe new life into it by giving it these extra features. I just thought that was really cool. And there you got a picture of the Jupiter X in the background. There it is there, the big bad boy. He's been around for a while. It's a very, very nice-looking synthesizer. I have to say, when they released this, it was such a nice nod uh, to the original and actually this next piece of gear and we're still in rolling territory this is the big feature for today on the podcast and for this week this is probably the biggest drop roland dropped the juno x the new juno do you remember the juno synthesizer it's like pretty much in every old school studio had a juno 6 or 106 or whatever they were called the original junos well they've updated it with the juno x and this thing looks super nice it's such a nice nod to nostalgia it has all of the original aesthetic with modern features it's so cool let me read a bit back here and we'll play some demos for you as well so vintage heart Modern Muscle, Juno X elevates Roland's legendary synthesizer series into a new era, fusing authentic vintage spirit with modern creative power. Compose and perform with the next generation Juno X engine, historic Juno 60 and the Juno 106 models. So you've got, you've got all those original models. Like if you like that original sound, it's all here. And if you're watching on the YouTubes, you can see, hang on, I'm just going to close this here so I can see a bit better. Yeah, if you're watching on the YouTubes, you can see the actual hardware, the Juno X. It looks so nice. You've got the vintage aesthetic of the original layer of the Juno and then they've got the new features like the buttons and the little OLED in the middle. It's just so cool. I love this. I love this so much. Oh man. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm I'm like I've become a Roland fanboy without really owning any Roland gear. Like I have a Roland V drums and that's it. Oh no, I've got a Roland piano as well. Anyway, sorry, I digress. So sounds from the VX5080 and RD pianos and the model expansion and more and Bring them all together with a familiar hands-on interface that welcomes you like an old friend, back body, immersive, immense range of our Zencore synthesis system. It looks like Roland's really leaning back on that Zencore software. Um, they, they have every reason to. They've developed that software with you know, the mindset that this is going to allow expandability for their current hardware lineup because that's what it does. When you connect this to a computer, you more or less with Zencore, you can you can add sounds, you open up a whole array of possibilities with your existing hardware. And I think that's what they were always going for with the Zencore. Now, if you don't know what Zencore is, I have covered it on the YouTube channel before. Definitely subscribe to Emlyn in the Mix. Shame on you. Shame on you for not subscribing earlier. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Anyway, there is a wonderful performance on the website. You must check it out. This guy does such a fantastic job demoing this brand new piece of hardware, the Juno X. And let's go down a little bit here, just have a quick read through some of its new features. The next chapter in the Juno Legacy, standing among the greatest analog synthesizers ever created, Roland's iconic Juno lineup has had a massive impact on music for over four decades. The warm, organic sounds of the Juno 60 and Juno 
106 to find countless 80 pop, 80s pop hits and played a huge role in the emergence of techno house, synthwave and other electronic styles. Distinctive and timeless, the classic Juno voice continues to inspire leading music creators everywhere. And the Juno X brings the best of the past together with Roland's latest technologies, reimagining the vintage Juno experience with vastly expanded sound possibilities and free-flowing tools tuned for today's music. It delivers the full capabilities of the native Zencore engine along with genuine recreations of Juno synths and other legacy Roland instruments. And three Junos in one. What? That's cool. So Juno X gives you the authentic sound of the Juno 60, ah yeah, and the Juno 106, yes, in all of their glory, plus the new Juno X engine that imbues the Juno spirit with more sonic muscle and expression. Sounds very nice. And the newly developed Juno X model presents a natural evolution of the historic Juno voice, create even fatter sounds with an enhanced version of Roland's famous Supersaw waveform and go deeper with velocity sensitivity, pitch envelope control and more. There's also a new chord stream mode to complement the two beloved chorus modes from the original Juno. And then it goes over the Juno 60 and the Juno 106. So the Juno 60 was actually introduced in 1982. That is a good year. The Juno 60 was a landmark instrument that greatly influenced the synth landscape to come, succeeding the similar Juno 6 that offered an affordable polyphonic synthesizer with a stable digitally controlled oscillator and Juno 60's rich character-friendly interface and rock-solid tuning, along with a rich chorus effect and the ability to store sounds in onboard memories made the synth an instant classic. Now, I know there are synth collectors out there that are like, oh, must have, must have the Juno 60. But you have to like, you know, those voices detune over time, the oscillators, and you have to go get them repaired. And they're just a pain in the butt. I think the Juno 106, which is the one that came out in 1984, was a bit better in that department. So built on the success of its predecessor with more memories and the revolutionary new MIDI interface because they didn't have MIDI before then, of course. It also featured a slightly smoother and cleaner sonic character and the Juno 60's arpeggiator was replaced with a cool polyphonic portamento function embraced by an even, wa- even wider audience. The more affordable Juno 106 went on to become one of the best-selling synths of all time. That's actually, yeah, that's right. The Juno, I think the Juno 106 was the m- more popular uh, actual synth for synth collectors. Now, hopefully this plays back. The website's been playing up a bit for me here today, but we've got a Juno X programmable polyphonic synthesizer here, Sandome. Let's have a quick listen. Is it going to play back? This speaks right to me. I'm a sucker for arpeggios. Let's listen to one more here. Land pad. Thank you. 
Sounds super lush. Alright, we'll do one more. Lost Box. I can't beat that. Lost Box. That sounds incredible. Let's listen to one of the Vakotas here because it's one of its features. Here we go. Wow. Such a freaking good demo. You can hear the Vakoda action. You can hear the Vakoda in action. It just sounds phenomenal. That is the new Juno X sounding unfreaking believable. And as we said before, you can add additional sounds beyond Juno. So the versatile Juno X also includes more onboard models from the legendary Roland Cannon and the ability to go even further with model expansions and other sound content from Roland Cloud. So yes, expanding upon the Zencore again. That is the whole idea behind Zencore. But I... Roland, I hate you, Roland. Why do you do this to me every time? I don't really hate you, by the way. But why do you make these incredible pieces of hardware, these incredible synthesizers? Like the last one, what was the Phantom Zero? looks very nice. I'm very interested in that. And the Phantom, the fact that you can uh, expand upon the Phantom as well. They're, they're the huge flagship synthesizers, right? But now, now I want the Juno X. Roland, stop doing this to us. This is just phenomenal. The Juno X sounds on freaking Anyway, that is going to have to wrap it up for today, but I'd love to hear your feedback on what you think about the new Roland Juno X. Will you be getting a Roland Juno X? Jeez, there is a lot of hardware to talk about this year. There's a lot of interesting and amazing things that are happening. I know that last week's podcast with the, we spoke about the TX6 from Teenage Engineering. Gosh, that was controversial, but there are a lot of people that are still going to get the TX6 despite its price. And I think even though it's quite expensive, I know I'm going on a tangent here. I still think it is an incredible piece of gear. But what do you think about the Juno X here from Roland? We're going to see a lot of gear drops leading up to NAM, as I said at the start of this podcast. It is all happening. Maybe there'll be a bit, a bit of a calm before the storm over the next couple of weeks. I don't know whether people are going to hold on to their releases until NAM. But it looks though, for now, at least with some of these bigger companies, they're just dropping. They don't care. They're like, here, you want a product? Boom, here's a product. You have it. And Roland is no exception. All right, guys, thank you so much for joining me on the Emlyn in the Mix podcast. Make sure 
Give me some feedback. Give me some feedback. Go go to the podcast app. Scroll down to the bottom. You're like, boom, I like this podcast. Give it five stars. Uh, Emlyn is amazing. Or whatever you want to say. And comment. Comment below. Like the video. Subscribe. Do what you got to do. All of that, you know, stuff. I was going to say something else. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for watching week to week. We'll be back next week as we do roll along the year here on season three. Emlyn in the mix. All right, I'm out. Peace out. Boom. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Emlyn in the Mix podcast. Here, you will find all the latest in music technology, software and hardware, interviews, and more. Also, don't forget to check out the Emlyn in the Mix YouTube channel today. Till next time, keep it real.